Hey everybody, good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm Brandon Clark, one of your hosts this morning, joined by a brand new co-host. We've got Father Greg Hammond here. Good morning, good morning. Father. How Great are to you today? Here. I'm great. I had a beautiful drive into Fargo this morning, bright and sunny. One of the uh, just a beautiful morning out there. Great way to start the day. Yeah, another great way to start the day uh, and start our show, too, would be prayer. So could you lead us into prayer as we kick things off? Happily. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, every morning the, the rising sun reminds us of uh, your resurrection and the source of life that it is for us. The sun gives us physical life, and uh, and your Resurrection renews our spirit, gives us the promise of eternal life with you. Open us up to that freshly this day. Help us repent of our sins and uh, and trust in your mercy. Help us fling ourselves upon your merciful heart today and every day. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. appreciate that. So, uh, we do have a couple of minutes here before our first guests come on this morning. So, uh, you, you were mentioning a drive this morning. Uh, just tell us a little bit about uh, where you came from, and uh, may, maybe even who you are, for those who uh, haven't heard you before. Sure, yeah. I, uh, I'm the parish priest in three parishes down in kind of the south-central part of our diocese, the Diocese of Fargo. I'm the pastor in Lamore, that's my main parish where I live, the parish's Holy Rosary there. And uh, I've got the parishes of St. Raphael's in Verona and Assumption Catholic Church in Dickey as well. I've been the pastor down there for about three years and just a couple of days probably will be my three-year anniversary down there since I, uh, since I moved. I was serving up in Grand Forks at St. Michael's for a few years prior to that, and then in Wapaton, that was my first assignment for two years at St. John's there. So I've been the parish priest, uh, the, or the pastor, for the first time uh, for the past three years there. Grew up here in the Diocese of Fargo, originally from the town of New Rockford, a town very much like Lamore, where I live now, and, and serve the, the church there. Excellent. So we have a couple minutes. Uh, this is your chance as a pastor of your parishes to brag a little bit about them. Talk about uh, what makes them so special. Yeah, sure. Good question. Uh, you know, when I first got there, I you know I didn't know the communities at all, um, but I was just really uh, pleasantly uh, surprised by the just the level of uh, involvement with the of, of the parishioners there just recently before i had arrived they had compiled in lamore uh, a parish uh, book of the history of the parish and a uh, like a compilation a photo compilation of all of the pastors that have served the church going back to the late 1800s and uh and then before i got there one of the the ladies who uh, organized that she had contacted me and gotten a picture of, of me as well and uh, and so my picture was already in the compilation when I arrived, and it was just really uh, moving to me to get there and be so welcomed, but also to see myself standing in kind of the line of of so many other priests who have given themselves to serving the the, the church there, and then to be able to receive the um, the fruits of their labor and just the great the great people who were really uh, really involved and had made the church just quite healthy there. So. Um, it's just a wonderful community. They've been very supportive and uh, enthusiastic and just a real healthy community down there that I've been able to be the father of, the spiritual father for the past few years. So I 
I've considered myself blessed over the past uh, time with them. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, you know, I think one of the, and we'll talk about this later, we have Father Neil Pfeiffer on a little bit later. He's the pastor of the parish in Napoleon, North Dakota. I think one of the the aspects of, of rural life and, and rural parishes is that welcoming you know, mentality, that welcoming spirit. And yeah. so, um, we'll, we'll dive more into that as we, uh, visit with Father Pfeiffer about a real life celebration actually coming up in the yep. diocese in July. Yep. Looking forward to that. So Father Pfeiffer and I were classmates in seminary, so, uh, it'll be nice to be able to chat with him again. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So how far apart are you guys in ordination classes? Uh, just one year. One year. Yeah. Okay. He was ordained the year ahead of me okay. in 2011. That was 2012. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, we'll be visiting with Father Pfeiffer a little bit later in the show. That's uh, at the top of the hour, 10 o'clock hour. We also have Bishop John Folda on, our uh, shepherd in the Diocese of Fargo. Uh, he's going to be talking about uh, an important topic. You know, we have a lot of divisiveness in our in our culture right now, in our communities, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that and our, our need for God. We'll also be visiting with deacons Riley Durkin and Eric Seitz. They're seminarians here in the Diocese of Fargo, and they are preparing for ordination to the priesthood, and uh, that, that's an exciting time as well. And we should say, Father, uh, we we are celebrating a an anniversary for you as well today. Yeah. Eight years today, uh, June twenty third, two thousand twelve. I was here uh, across the street at the cathedral uh, with my family and a lot of relatives, and then uh, my my classmates, three other uh, new priests, and their their guests as well to uh, to be ordained. Uh, that was uh, a big day. They have a lot of emotions, uh, but a day of a lot of grace too. Um, I was just, I was kind of surprised by it as I was driving into town. I hadn't even thought about it for the first like two hours of my day. Uh, but then I was kind of surprised by the, the reminder of my anniversary and just uh, appreciative of that. Well, congratulations. Thank and, you. And uh, thank you for saying yes to the priesthood. You know, we were always in need of very good priests. And so um, it's guys like you who answered the Lord's call that we're, we're very appreciative of as, uh, as lay people. So, mm-hmm. and we'll be talking a little bit more about uh, some reflections on your eight years of priesthood as well. Um, a little bit later as we visit with Deacons Riley Durkin and Eric Seitz. But right now it's about seven past the hour, and we do want to get into our first segment this morning, uh, a fun segment, because you're fresh off a camping trip yeah. uh, in the Black Hills in South Dakota. And so we have Jen Messing and uh, Liberty, Ju- Liberty Dunn on the phone with us this morning. Good morning to you both. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for being on with us. Let's start with you, Jen, uh, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, yeah. I am from Minnesota, Minneapolis, and I started a nonprofit called Into the Deep about eight years ago, where the concept of the theology of the body is woven into outdoor experiences. So I typically, throughout the year, give talks and retreats on theology of the body, but then in the summertime, or rather a few other seasons as well, (laughs) I lead groups of either youth or adults on camping experiences or um, a few things like ski trips, or um, I have a couple's retreat. I have mom and daughter retreat, and those are in lodges. But still, most of the the idea is to blend a bit of outdoor experience with kind of the weaving in of theology of the body concepts. So that's kind of the reality of what I'm doing with my world. Jen, how did you blend those together originally? Uh, how did you get that vision of, of, of mixing camping and uh, the theology of the body together? Um, I, you know, I think because of the reality, well, two things. Um, I was raised doing a lot of outdoor stuff as 
my family had has a cabin up on the border of Minnesota and Canada. So we spent a lot of our summer up there with a solid month of time where it was really just downtime, no electricity, no plumbing, which sounds kind of maybe crazy to some people, but mm-hmm. it was just normal for us, you know, just had propane and an outhouse and whatever. Um, and just having that extended period of time where I didn't have TV or radio, it was ex- actually incredibly uh, fruitful for my prayer life. Like I had never, I, I, put it this way, I remember having my first experience of like, hey, God, I guess I could talk to you <laughs> while I was just hanging out in the woods, just sitting there and just kind of being and relaxing and um, just recognizing that his beauty is all around me. I, um, I, It initiated kind of my first time of really talking to God. And so when I learned about the algae of the body, recognizing that we are a body-soul combo as persons, uh, both are so important, and oftentimes we just focus on one at a time. And so my thought was, first of all, it's a nice extended period of time to have a good natural conversation if you're on a camping trip where, you know, it's over the course of several days rather than just a one-hour talk. So you can have a more organic um, reality of talking through some things that come up. But it's also just the, the plain and simple reality that it feeds both body and soul. To be outside is... And, and this is not to erase the importance or to encourage not going into a church instead on Sunday, like going out. Um, but just to say that I, I see it as like the original cathedral, like before we had churches, this is what God sure. gave us to look up and see him in all the glory and the detail of beauty. And so just that recognition that our body and our soul are very touched and moved and, and exercised when we are outside. And so it just seemed like a very logical combination to have conversations about who we are and why we're here and the importance of having this body-soul combo as a person. Um, Those conversations feel very natural in a setting where this is what God made us for. You know, he plopped us in Eden, (laughs) and we we build churches to sort of give us a glimpse of heaven, um, but the outdoors also gives us that glimpse, and so it's it's one more way of helping people to connect um, with God. Again, not in a new agey way or not in like, <clears throat> not to, not to take away the importance of a church, but, but rather just giving another opportunity for connecting with God. Well, there's something really natural about the way, uh, like you said, just being out in nature uh, in the, 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 the reality that was crafted by the very hand of the Lord, not the hand of, of man, but the hand of the Lord that, that lifts yeah. up our hearts. That's why yeah. uh, in the scriptures we see uh, Jesus Christ himself going off to a solitary place to be able to pray or going up to a, a, a mountaintop or a hilltop in order to pray alone or with some of his apostles because there's yeah. just something natural about uh, the way that we, maybe when we ascend a hill or maybe even find a place of mm-hmm. shelter underneath a tree that yeah. um, that just draws our hearts to uh, something, a, a place that's reflective and yeah. Um, yeah. to a place that's that's true and authentic. There just seems something about about the quality of nature that allows us to or helps us to do that more more readily. Amen. Yes, very true. And I love the uh, the human experiences too, Jen. Right. So I, I was out fishing on Sunday and just enjoying the evening. Uh, and you, you can sit there and, uh, you know, just, just really take it all in, right? Just be really present in that moment and, and present to the yeah. Lord. But it's also yeah. a reflection time, right? Because 
Peter, Peter and, and, and many of the apostles, they were fishermen. And so you can, you can have that moment of, of reflection. You can have that, that moment of encounter with the Lord in, in things like that. Can you just, we have a couple minutes here before we had to break, but can, can you speak a little bit to that aspect of it? Sure. I mean, just being very present to God, I think, <clears throat> sorry, my throat, um, just having the, the absence of noise coming at us in an artificial sort, of an artificial sort, like TVs, media, radio, um, our phones can deliver all of it all at once, right? Uh, the absence of that is, is for some people, I think, very um, scary and very hard to deal with not having something come at them that is, un, I, how, what word would I use, um, something that they have, they've chosen to put things in their space. And when you're in the outdoors, you do have, a, on some level, either, either you just keep yourself busy or you do have to have some level of surrender to the silence and recognizing that God is going to allow you to maybe feel a little uncomfortable with silence, and he may or may not speak in that moment, but there is that vulnerability of, of having to think and reflect and let it just be. And so there's, um, it's, it's an amazing reality of how peaceful it can be. And I do think that across the board, I have watched people's walls come down when they're mm-hmm. outside and when they're on trips with me, it's very, I just, I try to carve out time where people do have like an hour to just sit and just be, um, just sit and look at the view or sit, you know, and hang out under a tree or whatever. I kind of let everybody spread out and pick a spot. Um, and there is that interesting reality of, I don't know if people really get a chance to do that in their everyday lives. I don't know if anybody's really prompted them toward it. But for me, like I said, when I was growing up, I had the opportunity to walk in the woods by myself, for instance, and right. how that impacted my ability to listen and think and reflect and chew on things and open that chewing on to God, <laughs> you know? Yep. And and I don't know that a lot of people have... Ha- I, a lot of people have commented, I should say, that they have never done that before. Mm. And that always blew me away because that was so such a normal part of my growing up. And, and so I just feel like it's a gift that I can give to teach people that this is beautiful, it's an opportunity, it's out there, you can do this whenever. You don't have to drive, you know, five hours to the northern border of Minnesota to do it either. But, um, but it is a gem that I think most people are a little afraid of it at first, but when they experience it, they're absolutely hungry for more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're just getting started this morning with Jen Messing. She's uh, founder of Into the Deep Retreats. We also have a camper, Liberty Dunn, on the line. She's going to be a a senior this year, and she just went on a camping trip actually with Father Hammond. Uh, So we're going to continue this conversation after the break as we talk with Jen more about a camping trip that she went on with Father Hammond and then this most recent trip that that Father Hammond and Liberty just went on as we continue to talk about theology of the body, the outdoor experiences, and just encountering God's. So stay with us on Real Presence Live. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 
Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College. Experience the momentum. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. We're glad to have you with us and we are having a great conversation this morning with Jen Messing, founder of Into the Deep Retreats. And uh, we're also ha- joined by Liberty Dunn. She is a student who just came off a camping retreat with Father Hammond uh, in the Black Hills last week. And so I just want to kick it over here to you, Father Hammond, co-host this morning, and uh, visit with Liberty a little bit about uh, the, the recent trip you had. Great. Well, we had just gotten back on uh, Sunday evening from, a, like you said, a trip to the Black Hills. We were originally planning just our kind of annual summer trip with our youth group to a Steubenville conference. Uh, normally, we would go to uh, St. Paul, where that's kind of the closest Steubenville conference. But this year, we were going to do something a little different, a little bit more uh, expanded and go to Denver and have a little time up in the Rocky Mountains there. But with COVID-19, that was that conference was canceled. So we uh, reassessed and figured out something new that we could do. So we decided to go to the Black Hills for a week. Uh, it's a place that I've been able to visit a number of, uh, a couple of times. I have an uncle who has a cabin down there, and I've been able to visit his cabin when I was uh, in college and in seminary, and just really fell in love with the place, but hadn't been back since then. So I uh, thought it would be a great opportunity to not only go back myself, but bring some students along and uh, just get out into the into the the, the nature again. Um, a year ago, or nine months ago or so, with Jen, I organized a a camping trip also with Father Chris Markman, the, the Catholic priest in Enderlin, a good friend of mine, with our uh, mutual youth groups to go to the, the little beautiful state park that's near us, Fort Ransom State Park there, 
in uh, Fort Ransom, North Dakota. And uh, Jen helped us organize that. And we had a, a few all boys on that trip. Uh, but it was just kind of inspiring to me then to be able to put together something bigger um, and, uh, and a little longer. Liberty, thank you for being on the, the line with us today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the, the experience that you had down there in the Black Hills together last week? Um, it was um, a little unexpected going into the trip because we all didn't know what really we were getting into with Father. But um, <laughs> as the first day when we hiked up Black Elk Peak, just the beauty around it was so amazing to see. Like, because I've never been up there personally, mm. and um, but having Father around it really was just a big eye opener. And to um, you know, he really talk to our souls, you know, and let us open up our hearts to the beauty around us. And um, he uh, let us listen to a podcast, um, The Pilgrimage to Beauty on the Way Up. And that kind of just like slowly opened up my heart to like, you know, God and prepare myself for this trip. And as I, you walked up closer and closer to this, this big mountain, it was just, so beautiful and like everything around you just felt like God's grace just you know holding you and um each day like father had us do something with God and one day he um we all fell asleep in the car so we really didn't know where we were going and we um we woke up to um the middle of nowhere this old abandoned ghost town of miners and we found this old church that had been open, and he um, let us in there, and he talked about, um, Father, could you remind me what his name was? Uh, Blessed Pierre Giorgio Versati. Woohoo! And he, yeah, and he um, talked to us about him and how he was so great to all these um, poor and people, and when he died, you know, the streets just filled with people, and that kind of... Um, made me realize that um, life is not about the materials. It's about, you know, life around us and the impact we make on each other. And that was just a really a great moment in that little church. And it felt like you were put back in time, you know? Yeah. After that, Father let us, you know, go out into our, into the wilderness. He told us to spread out and have just an hour and a half with God and, that was just a, a great thing, a great experience. It it opened up my eyes and opened up my like heart to God for Him to fill it. And it it was it was much different than Steubenville. Like it was just I felt more comfortable because I knew everyone, and you know it it just felt good to pray out loud and have someone. Um, have someone that <clears throat> really cares about our faith and wants us to, to strive to be better and open up our minds, you know? But, oh, that was such a great experience for me, too, uh, that you're talking about there in the little ghost town of Mystic, South Dakota, uh, just so nestled in the, between these tight uh, valleys, or in, in, this, in this tight valley between these uh, uh, slo- the slopes of these mountains, and uh, like you said, everybody had been more or less fallen asleep because this was our 
kind of towards the latter part of our trip, and uh, uh, everybody was feeling a little bit more, I think, a little a little stretched and a little more in need of of, of rest. And uh, so they they took it in the car on our way, winding through the the the, the roads of the hills, uh, and then it was a kind of cold and dreary somewhat somewhat sprinkly afternoon when we got there and uh but n- not only did the weather change a little bit uh the the clouds parted and more sun came out it was a little warmer by the end of that prayer but th- that hour of prayer um but then uh i was able to see how uh coupled with that like the prayer itself just opened up not only your own heart, Libby, but uh, but the, all the all the students and, and myself uh, were just in a, mm. a whole better place after that. Um, so just so how mm. how much opening our hearts up to the Lord and uh, and just receiving the beauty that He reveals to us in nature uh, just had such a transformative mo- uh, experience. There, it was a good uh, learning lesson for me too. Uh, that when we open up our hearts to the Lord, the Lord comes and He. He just gives us that 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 peace and kind of washes our, our minds clear and um, just brings us back to a great place. If you're just tuning in this morning, we're visiting with Jen Messing. She's the founder of Into the Deep Retreats and Liberty Done. She's a student who just came off a uh, camping trip with Father Hammond to the Black Hills. And we're talking a little bit about finding God in nature's beauty and, and our encounter with God um, in, in relation to theology of the body. And Jen, I, I do want to direct this back to you because as I'm listening to Liberty talk, you know, she's talking about how life is not about the materials. It's about our, our connections with one another. It's about how we treat one another, everything like that. Isn't that a lot about um, theology of the body and, and the relationships, not only with God, but with between men and women, between one another? Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, right on. Um, one of the main concepts that I often try to point out to people is, I mean, A, the the misunderstanding about theology of the body is that it's something that's just like a chastity talk for teens, and that it's, or it's just for married people, or something to that effect. And what I often do is try to help people see how universal it is, and I bring that up only because a couple of the main points that I draw people's attention to are, you know, first and foremost, that the concept of the theology of the body, the the fact that our bodies teach us about God, um, really helps us to remember that our body-soul combo goes with us through the entire story that we're in. You know, we were made body and soul, we fell in body and soul, we, you know, we were saved by Jesus who came as a man, we live out life as a body-soul person, and we spend eternity as a whole person, body and soul, right? So that reality... um, points to something. It teaches us something that our bodies, being made male and female, means something, and they're teaching us something about God. So I'm leading to the point that comes back to what you're asking about, where, you know, one of the big things that I—a very simple lesson to learn there is that God is all about unity, and Satan is all about division, that we were made to be together with other people— God made us first and foremost male and female. We fit together. We're made for union. We're pointing to some little glimpse of the Trinity. But, you know, we we are all put into families. We're all put into communities. We're meant to get a tiny glimpse of heaven by having relationships with other people. Now, because of the fall, obviously we don't get a very great glimpse at times, but there are definitely moments where 
we see what God made us for, and it blows our mind because we are made to come into relationship with others, to come into relationship with God. And ultimately, everything that we experience in everyday life, it's like we get to think about what's going on, we get to choose what direction we're going to go, and our bodies act upon those choices, right? Well, everything is a choice to either draw closer to union with God or to turn our back on Him. And that leads us either closer to the people around us and in love, or it divides us from them. You know, right? Like, yep. like everything comes back to that. And sin is what divides us from God and, and each other. And love, like real love, the, you know, free, total, faithful, fruitful kind of love, that will bring us into union with God and into union with other people. So the very simple lesson of being made male and female and knowing that our bodies are made to give and receive love with one another, like whether we're married or not, our bodies are always going to be a sign of that. And so the, the entire reality of being made for relationship is stamped right in our bodies. And so, yes, that's the simple answer. Yes. We Love are meant it. for relationship. <laughs> Love it. Jen, we just have about uh, 15 seconds here. Can you tell people how they can find out more about your work at ID Retreats? Sure, yes. I have a little website, idretreats.org. It's I as an icicle, D as in dog. Retreats is plural. So ID is an, is an acronym for Into the Deep, and then retreats.org. The, the actual nonprofit name is Into the Deep, but the retreats that I run are called ID Retreats. Excellent. So. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jen and Liberty, for being on with us this morning. We've really enjoyed your company. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, there's more great segments like this one to come on Real Presence Live. Up next, they're waiting with joyful anticipation for their upcoming ordinations. Who are they? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. We're also celebrating another anniversary today with uh, Father Greg Hammond and the priesthood. We'll talk more about that as well. All this and much more coming up as Real Presence Live continues.